What up, people? It is Saturday, March 9th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. Oh, so much has happened since the last podcast. Um, wrapping up February was a, a very interesting Black History Month. Uh, from Jesse Smollett to R. Kelly um, to Robert Northam and his wife and the whole blackface scandal. And Robert Northam, if you don't remember, he's the governor of Virginia who had the blackface scandal. Well, come to find out his wife, um, she had an issue as well, Pam Northam. Uh, apparently, she was passing out cotton to kids who visited uh, the governor's mansion and asked them to imagine being slaves and having to pick cotton. Um, if that isn't one of the stupidest things I've ever heard, I don't know what is. Um, also, the I think they were in the army. Uh, the two guys in the army that put on blackface calling each other monkeys. Uh, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, I just... In this day and age, 2019, we're still dealing with this type of racist behavior. Um, It just amazes me. But honestly, I can't say a whole lot should surprise me at this point, Um, especially stemming from the person we have in the White House who uh, perpetuates a lot of these racial issues, in my opinion. Um, It starts from the top down, and he seemed to have made it okay to be openly racist. And I think statistics will show and prove that um, racial crimes uh, have increased over the past couple of years. Uh, Those statistics are true. So again, it starts from the top. And what we're finding is um, there's very little consequences for that. Uh, Some people are getting fired from their jobs. We had another lady who called the police on a, a black dude for gardening. Um, We had police just last week uh, stop a college kid picking up trash. He had a trash grabber in in one hand and a bucket in the other hand. The police drew their weapon. There were eight police officers on this one black kid. Um, Police officers, one of them drew his weapon and said that, you know, the garbage grabber was a weapon. And he lived at the residence that he was picking the trash up at. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, You know, I was thinking about this earlier, having a conversation with a couple of friends, and, you know, I'm glad my parents raised me the way they did. Um, I love everybody. I have friends of of all races. Um, I just see people as people. I care about more of what's on the inside than on the outside. Uh, That's why I've dated black women, I've dated white women, I've dated Hispanic women, Um, I don't necessarily have a preference. Uh, I just look at individuals as who they are. And with saying that, I definitely understand how racism is very prevalent today. Uh, I've experienced that, you know, and I've probably mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts, but um, I grew up in Pleasant Grove, which is a, a part of Dallas, and where I was raised, initially it was probably considered the lower middle-class neighborhood. But as you got into the 80s um, and the crack boom hit, um, our neighborhood was definitely affected. So going into my junior year in high school, the summer before my junior year in high school, I moved from a predominantly white, uh, black neighborhood to Mesquite, 
which was a predominantly white neighborhood. Um, it was a huge culture shock. And, but the way my parents raised me and the, the type of person I am, I, w- I was cool with it because I don't mind being in different situations. I think I handled myself well in, in all situations or in most situations rather. And going to Mesquite, um, on my street, we were the only black family. And I remember during the summer, I was at home by myself. My parents were at work. I went outside to get the newspaper. And I saw a house down the street that had toilet paper all in the house, uh, all in the yard, in the trees, in the bushes. And it freaked me out because I'm not used to that. And I waited all day to see if it was a black family that lived in that house. Because black people just don't waste toilet paper like that. We don't understand the whole TPing of, of somebody's house. Um, and going to school, my junior year, in five of my seven classes, I was the only black student. And that really shaped the person I am today. Um, it really allowed me to face a lot of stuff I wasn't used to going to, um, you know, a predominantly white school. And it made me not really care what other people thought of me. Um, it's what I think about myself. I remember walking down the hall, somebody called me the N-word, um, or somebody said, you know, go back to Africa. And a dude looked at me, he was like, hey, he's talking to you. I'm like, he's not talking to me because I've never been to Africa, so I don't know who he's talking to. But I've never been to Africa, though. And that's why now, you know, I see people who, um, if somebody calls them the N-word or something, they want to fight. I don't let that stuff bother me. And I don't knock anybody who gets upset about that. But I heard a long time ago somebody say, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. And if I choose to engage in violence because of a word somebody says to me, um, I have too much to lose. I've never been arrested. I've never been to jail. Um, I have a good job. And I just have a lot to lose for me swinging on somebody because of what they said. And if you do, I'm not going to say you're wrong. But I just choose to handle it differently because I feel like somebody who is stooped to name calling, especially racial things like that, it says more about them than it does me. I don't have to respond to ignorance. Not everything deserves a response. And, you know, somebody else's opinion of me is none of my business. So I just let them have their opinion because I know everybody's not going to like me. And I don't like everybody. So I've accepted that a long time ago. And it's cool. You know, as long as you don't put your hands on me and I need to defend myself, that's one thing. But you can say what you want to say about me. It, it's all good. Everybody has an opinion, and they have a right to their opinion. If somebody doesn't like me, that's cool. You have a right to your opinion. I may disagree with that opinion. You may disagree with mine. But we all have a right to our opinion. Um, <clears throat> but I just, looking at the state of where we are today, uh, I actually just got home from watching uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. My brother and I went to see it. And I didn't know what the movie was about. And basically, it's about a black guy. uh, And I'm not even sure what uh, time frame this was filmed in, but it it definitely looked like it was an older movie, maybe the 70s. Um, It was based in the 70s where a black guy basically was falsely accused of rape. And he ended up in jail. And those type of things happen far too often now. And... um, you know, I was looking at Paul Manafort, 
And that's the guy that worked for Trump who was just sentenced this week to 47 months in prison for federal crimes. And then there's a story of a young black kid, I think he was like 12, who's being charged with a felony for selling his CD outside of a mall. Or the lady, I think in Florida, who's going back to prison um, for voting in the 2016 election and she wasn't aware that she wasn't eligible to vote because she's a former felon. She thought after she had did her time, everything was cool, she voted and she got, I want to say five years in prison for falsely voting in the election. But yet you have these other people who do worse crimes, 47 months in prison for federal crimes, numerous federal crimes. And it's just not a balance in sentencing uh, between whites and minorities. And I mean, that's very prevalent. We've all known that um, black people or minorities will get a harsher sentence than a white person for committing the exact same crime. And again, I've stated this before that I think the media plays a lot in how these um, how these incidences are communicated as well. Um, I know I gave the example before of there's a newspaper in Florida on one page, this is the same day, on one page there was an article about a black kid who kicked a police officer, he was labeled a thug in the title of the article. Two pages later, um, a white kid, there was a story about a white kid who's on trial for murder and they just list him as a teenager. So one kid is a thug for kicking a police officer but the white kid, he's just listed as a teenager and he's on trial for murder. But these are the narratives that the media puts out. And that's why our, um, our skin tone is used against us a lot. And, you know, again, I've definitely faced racism. As a matter of fact, the other day, uh, I'm in the market for a computer, a desktop computer, preferably, but maybe a laptop. I went to a store on Thursday and... It could be, I was even looking for a refurbished computer, and there was a, a computer repair place down the street. Um, as soon as I walked in, I could tell the guy did not want my business at all. Uh, it was only one other guy looking around, and the guy, I guess that worked there, he came over, he was like, hey, what are you looking for? I said, do you sell desktops? And he said, well, we don't have any uh, in stock right now. now. I saw a whole bunch of laptops. I said, well, he said, what price range are you looking for? I said between three and 500. He said, oh, you know, I mine a custom built and they started 1500. I don't know anyone in their right mind that would pay $1,500 for a desktop computer. I just don't. When you can buy three or four brand new ones for that price. And he said, I asked him about laptops. He was like, oh, the laptop started 800. And I knew that was a lie. He just didn't want my business. Uh, but I didn't get mad. I didn't call him on his bullshit. I just left. I'm like, cool, I'll just take my money elsewhere. And I just choose not to deal with people like that. If you don't want my money, I'm definitely not gonna force you to take it. And I'll just take my business elsewhere to uh, you know, people who would like to take my money. And that's fine. So just, sometimes I get kind of perplexed at where we are, how we got there, and how we can fix it. Uh, there are times where I don't see a way out of it. Um, I definitely think it's going to get worse before it gets better. 
but I try to stay optimistic that, uh, you know, there are good people out there in law enforcement, uh, in the judiciary uh, committees. Um, I just think there are some good people, but we just definitely need more diversity and more people in those high-ranking leadership roles uh, before we see some type of balance to where we get back to um, or to where we even get to, start to even get to a place where there's true equality. Uh, I definitely don't think I'll see that anytime soon, but it's a work in progress. Uh, And speaking of the movie, If Bill Street Could Talk, um, I know Regina King won the Academy Award. Uh, I love her as an actress. She was good in this role, but I definitely did not see Academy Award winning uh, material in that movie. Uh, Right now, I'm still not even sure how I feel about the movie. Um, Again, I didn't know what to expect going into it. And it was just, it was different. I can't say whether I liked it or not. I'm still kind of letting it marinate because I'm just out of the movies a couple of hours. um, And I just have to think about it. It it was definitely interesting. Um, Probably wouldn't see it again. But it was an interesting movie to watch just... At this point, still processing how I truly feel about it. Uh, Also, last week was Trump's CPAC speech, which was a freaking two-hour train wreck. Uh, This dude gets more incoherent and ridiculous by the day. Uh, I just, for the life of me, I can't understand how people can continue to support this dude when he constantly lies, um, he's definitely a hypocrite. And that's probably the most frustrating and confusing thing ever at this point is why people still follow this dude and believe what he says. You know, it's, and they justify everything he does, all of the lies, well, all politicians lie. I mean, and then the whole thing with like, Build the wall. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Blah, blah, blah. Mexico is not paying for a wall. We're paying for it through taxpayer dollars. And nobody's calling him on his BS and his base is still there. And I have a fear that we have so many Democratic uh, nominees. I think there are going to be more. Uh, But I just, the only person right now I could see that would, that I feel could be him is probably Joe Biden. And I'm not sure if that's the answer either. Uh, you would think a can of trash would be able to beat him as horrible as he is, but, you know, I, I just don't know. So I think the next couple of years is going to be really crucial. Um, I think the Democrats need to stop arguing with each other and come together. Um, I hope that a true contender emerges over the next uh, year, especially by the end of this year, so we can just kind of focus. And honestly... I wish that Democrats and Republicans would just find some type of common ground and work together for the betterment of the nation. It's just way too divided right now. And that was very obvious after watching the uh, Michael Cohen hearings. Um, Democrats, I felt, asked very legitimate questions uh, to try to find the truth. And all Republicans did was try to uh, degrade Michael Cohen and just call him a liar every chance they got. Uh, It was about him lying under oath before um, him being indicted and going to prison. 
and never once did any one of them ask about the documents he brought, uh, the proof that he brought of what he was saying, or any relevant questions to Trump's involvement in all of these other uh, dealings with Russia and, and all of these other businesses that he didn't have any business dealing with. So that just really showed the divide and the hypocrisy on the Republican side to say that Michael Cohen's uh, testimony was a huge waste of time when they had 30 hearings on Benghazi and not one person was indicted for the whole uh, Benghazi uh, issue. And of course, the Benghazi uh, situation was very unfortunate. I think four people lost their lives. Very, very unfortunate. But nobody was found to be at fault for that necessarily. Uh, nobody was indicted for that. But you had 30 plus hearings on it, and you don't think that was um, you don't think that was a waste of time. But I digress. Uh, this time of year at work is the annual review process, and I think that's for a lot of people. And talk to some friends about annual reviews, and I personally work for a Fortune 100 company. Uh, the company I work for makes a lot of money. I see the financial statements. Uh, but when it comes to review time, you know, they're not really good at giving raises. Uh, they do give okay bonuses, I guess, uh, considering it's just extra money. So I'm cool with any extra money I get. But you definitely have to get your money coming in. And I was talking to my brother about it today, and one thing I said, one thing I realized is I have a good job. I work for a stable company. I work from home. So therefore, I don't have to leave. Um, I don't have, there's no commute for me. Um, I don't have to worry about gas. I don't have to worry about wear and tear on my car. Uh, I don't have to worry about dry cleaning constantly, things of that nature. So it kind of offsets. Um, a big raise because I'm saving money with all these other benefits I have. Uh, I'm in a position to where I can kind of come and go as I please. I'm not micromanaged. I have uh, flexibility to do a lot of stuff. Um, you know, if I have doctor's appointments or need to run to the store, anything like that, I have that flexibility to do that. So I'm truly blessed um, with my life and with the way things are going at this point. So I really can't complain. Um, yeah, you can always make more money. I would always love to make more money, but when I look at the bigger picture, um, I have a pretty good situation right now, and it's better than some other people I know. I know a lot of people that would love to work from home every day. I get to sleep later because my commute is 15 steps from the bedroom to my uh, workstation. So, you know, it, it's just interesting. Um, working in the field that I work in and you know it's good to have people that I work with that I respect and I feel that they respect me too so just a, a pretty good situation going on uh, and I want to say mention David Irving who plays for the Dallas Cowboys or played for the Dallas Cowboys uh, interesting situation with him this week and the ironic thing is my girlfriend actually met him a couple of months ago, she was invited to a children's birthday party at his house. She said he could not have been nicer. She took her son and they had a great time. But he was being suspended uh, by the league, the NFL, 
for violating the substance abuse policy and most likely it was smoking weed. And he went on Instagram the other night, smoked weed and just said he quit football. And that's one hell of a way to quit your job. Instagram live smoking a joint. But also you have the uh, the draft coming up and one of the biggest stories is Kyler Murray, who's the quarterback out of Oklahoma who won the Heisman Trophy. Um, someone, I can't think of who it was, they basically ripped him apart saying that he didn't study his playbook and he's not that bright. And I don't know him personally, but Kyler went to, he played for the uh, high school where I live now, for Allen High School. He's probably the most decorated high school football player ever. Um, And I know people that know him personally. Uh, I have a friend that works at the high school and she's a special education teacher. And she said how he would come into the class with the special education students and just hang out with them and, you know, spend time with them. And of course, him being the star quarterback, the popular dude on campus, spending time with them, that just really made their day. And she just talked about what a nice guy he was. Um, Everybody I know that knows him, they speak very highly of him. And I think, I really think these comments were rooted in some racism. I, I really do. From the executive, I forgot who it was. But nobody else has said anything negative about his leadership, about his study habits, about his dedication uh, until then. And that's the first report anyone has ever heard about it. Um, I'm praying for him. I'm wishing him the best. Um, He seems like a good guy. He's a very talented and gifted individual. And I just, I hope he has a lot of success on the next level. So looking forward to the draft, hoping for the best for him and everybody else out there that's just trying to better their life. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. And this week's Rebel Middle Finger, I think I'm going to give it to R. Kelly. After his interview with uh, Gail King, his lawyer needs to be fired uh, or sued for malpractice because to let that dude go on national TV and act the way he acted... um, I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I just watched clips, bits and pieces of him crying and all of this nonsense. I'm just, I'm tired of it all. But with that said, um, the things that R. Kelly have done uh, are bad. Or the things he's accused of have done are really bad. But again, I go back to were the Catholic priests that have admitted to molesting kids? Why aren't they being interviewed? Why aren't they on trial? What about the people who covered up the sex abuse scandals in the Catholic Church? Why aren't they on trial? What's happening with them? So there's always just uh, hypocrisy in these types of situations. What R. Kelly did or is accused of doing is totally horrible. But again, we have admitted sex offenders in the Catholic Church, all of these priests. I mean, multiple, multiple cases, hundreds, thousands of cases that are known. And it's known that they were covered up. But you don't hear about too many people being indicted for that stuff. And it's just not fair. So middle finger to the, the judicial system for not following up on that. And middle finger to all of those who try to exploit R. Kelly uh, and bring him down because of the fact, put that same energy on everybody else accused of the same crimes 
or even more heinous crimes. So that's it for this week. I hope you have a good one. Thank you for listening. Until next time, peace.